Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Eric Norton. The An episode a while back, Eric and I talked about his excellent sponsors, and I gave a little bit of reaction to that, and we had a nice uh, conversation about that. So today we're going to talk about uh, the sponsors of this show, many of whom Eric has personal knowledge with, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe looks favorably on all of those, but we're going to put them out there and, and uh, give a little shout out to uh, the sponsors of this show. Uh, rather than recite them, which I think people can tune that out when it's a, sure. a, a droning off of just the names, l- let's go through them s- slower. Let's start with the one I pretty much always start with, and that's Beckett Media, right. <laughs> which incl- is your employer, my former uh, company, which is, I think, more diversified than, more, than people realize. And yep. a company from my days as well as now is looking for the next, next, cool, thing, uh, mm-hmm. next cool thing. So, I mean, podcasting, they really embraced... You and when yeah. I told the, the 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 powers that be that I wanted to do this, I said I'd really like to have Beckett Media, but but it's, but but specifically grading and authentication mm-hmm. services that that listeners uh, ought to be uh, following sure. up with. So, but tell me about uh, Beckett Media from your perspective and their their um, enthusiasm for podcasting. So, if I'm being completely honest, it it took a while. Like oh, Eric. <laughs> it, it it took a while for them. Like you I realized we had internet radio twenty years. ago. Right, I get that. But I'm, I'm, the powers that are be that, so. How long does it have to take? It, I you mean to fully embrace? Yeah, it. to fully embrace it and to promote it. Yeah, because they and to make it not like a stepchild, right? Be, because we were all about the magazines, and mm-hmm. now it seems like it's all about the grading, right? All about the you know, the, right? I think the magazines. At some point, we're going to have to embrace digital content, right? And uh, podcasting is probably its first foray in, into that. An important um, part of it, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think powers of B understood it completely how how it would make money or how it would uh, how it would help the company, and I just had to like be persistent and say, look, well, just let me do this. And uh, there was a show in place before before I got here, and I took over from them. Right. And I said, let me do this the way that I want to do it, and they did graciously. They let me do it, and I think here, three hundred and fifty episodes later, yeah. I think they understand. Again, hats off. But again, if to look at it as just a profit center is is, yeah, is too narrow right. because it's like when I was a, when I was in charge, you know, it was hard to figure out whether the digital was ma- you could make the digital look like it's losing money, and uh, because mm-hmm. the magazines were making so so much money, or vice versa, sure. the way based on how you allocate. But having podcasting be a part of mm-hmm. the presentation and distribution of information and data. I think it's it's become critical. It absolutely has, um, and not like just look across the industry. Uh, distributors have podcasts. You know, it's it, the importance of it is very, very facing, very much facing forward now. So uh, Beckett getting behind the digital side of things and getting behind podcasting is it's really helping on all aspects with, with even with grading and authentications because exactly the, because they have digital content now too. So it's important. It's very okay. important. Uh, is it? Surprising to you, I don't think any of my sponsors have their own podcast, and they're large enough to, yeah. and they have an audience, mm-hmm. but I think they enjoy being on other people's shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I reading too much into that? Nope. Because um, ComC, right. you know, the next one, if we just kind of go sure. sort of not alphabetical order, but ComC could have a podcast, but and they blog, mm-hmm. but... It's you know, my podcast. I look at it as a as a as an audio blog. I think Com I think Com C does have a podcast. If you consider how much rich is on your show, <laughs> touche. I'm just touche. I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning that to those powers that, be, that they're actually more than just a sponsor. Yeah. They're they're co-hosting. Yeah, at, um, at times. I'm just, I'm kidding. I, Tim, I don't. To be honest with you, I, I've met Tim uh, casually, and what I know about Tim, I don't know that 
podcasting is something he would desire to do, but I think he has people in his company that could do it well. Yes, yes. And uh, it it would make sense for for some a company like Comcy to do it, uh, especially with the amount of cards that they have flowing through there. Yeah. It, 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 even if they did like a card of the day podcast and it, it, it was a five minute podcast every day, they could do that easily. Uh, Eric, uh, thanks for the good ideas. If they're listening, <laughs> I hope they'll remain as a sponsor as they launch into their apparently new podcast that they're going to be doing. Uh, Burbank and Mike Stadium Sports Cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are, they have amazing local card shops. In fact, Rob is, it's more than just a local card shop. Sure. He's an internet superstar. Right. right. But Mike Fruitman is an, a, a, is an amazing guest mm-hmm. and is a, a major contributor to a lot of stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. He's at the hub of a lot of social media and a lot of uh, uh, gatherings of, of uh, local card shops for sure. Absolutely. Um, so again, same thing. They can be guests, but maybe maybe you have a passion to, to, to be with the microphone. Maybe other people just, they don't, they don't want to have that regularity. They just want to come on and mm-hmm. show um, up and do their stuff occasionally. I think that with Rob and, and Burbank, I think the obviously and he'll tell you this: the future of that company is with Ryan, his son, and he's 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 obviously younger. He gets he gets the current right. the current situation in the market. He gets the, he gets current media. Uh, Ryan is obviously the f- the future face of that company, and Rob is really really busy sorting. He's got he's got forty four million cards in his warehouse, so he's got to sort through that. Uh, I think Ryan, if you want if you want to, like they could do a good show, but. Ryan's best, Ryan and Rob's best ability in, in the industry in podcasting is being that guest, like you yeah. said, because they have a lot of knowledge to share, whether it be, you know, how to, how to run a successful business for his, uh, in, in a card shop for as and long as they have. They're data guys, yeah. analytical guys. Yeah. Mike exactly. Friedman, on the hand, real people person. Yeah. Mike is. So I don't think his organization in Aurora, Colorado it mm. can hold a candle to Rob's, but people enjoy coming in his store. Absolutely. He makes it fun. I and think, he's very, uh, generous in right. sharing with, with, uh, absolutely. Everybody. Uh, Mike does a now. I have a real bias towards Mike because he was my first car shop. So uh, really? yeah, Mike was the first time I ever walked into a car shop. Like I was in a car shop before, but the first time I ever walked into a car shop and bought a box of cards was in Aurora, Colorado, at Mike's at my uh, Stadium Sports Cards. So what a great affirmation. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I love Mike. I got I have a real bias towards him, but I think Mike might not call it a podcast, but he's been doing weekly breaks online oh, for for years. And whether he wants to admit it or not, that's a podcast of he's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on Facebook Live. It's a regular. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So Mike does a good job of what he does, yeah. and he's, he's he's such a people person, and he, like you said, it, it draws you in. He's really excited, and it's fun. It's fun to watch him do those. Uh, let's talk about my auction sponsors. Mm-hmm. I've got. I tried to get two auction sponsors that are that are not competitive with each other. I and mean, I'm sure if there's a 52 tops mantle coming up, every auction house wants it. But each one has their own niche. Uh, Chris Ivy at Heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I mean, sports is a small part of their business. Right. Coins and all these other things going on. Whereas Huggins and Scott, I don't know that they turn away anything sure. when something, when somebody says, Hey, I got a collection to sell. They don't say, well, let's see if it's good enough. Right. If it's got enough quantity, they'll, they'll make it available. Sure. Um, let's start with them. Huggins and Scott, uh, again, like, I don't think they've ever turned away anything that they couldn't sell. So that's good for the everyday. Somebody has to do it. Right, exactly. And I think they do it well. They do, they do it very well. So that's good for the everyday collector, everyday Joe, uh, that listens to your show and they know that they can go there and get in on an auction if they want to. Heritage Auctions, on the other hand, is a very, uh, different clientele. And so, like, right before the National, I'm sorry to cut you off, but right before the National, they had a, a huge, uh, Neil Armstrong auction. 
was amazing stuff. And it was it sports related? Maybe a little bit, some of it, but it was awesome stuff. Golf but, club used on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> knowing that that stuff is there is was was awesome. I think the best thing in that to give him a plug, the best thing that was in that auction was a uh, rejection letter from the Diners Club that Neil Armstrong tried to join back in you know the, the late seventies, and they turned him down. Uh, one. That his family kept it that for that long. Two, you turned down the man who walked on the moon, and, and he, it, no, he didn't have enough uh, regular income. Or something. Yeah, that's he what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. But uh, but they're, the the sports memorabilia and even the comic book yeah. member, uh, stuff that they have in their auctions yeah. is amazing stuff. And the clientele there is is very diverse. And um, when, when when they know what they're looking for when it comes to the, the, those high end auctions, I've. I've also referred people to other auctions because mm-hmm. when if somebody asks me, uh, I've got something or I've got a collection, I try to uh, spread it around a little bit. But I've I've referred a number of people to Heritage, mm-hmm. and uh, they've had good success, and so that's been pleasing. I've referred a few people to Huggins and Scott as well. One friend that I referred to Huggins and Scott, and he said he had cards, and I started shuddering because it was from the junk wax era. Oh no! <laughs> he said, hey, and he had, but he had a, a bunch of quantity. And so I, I contacted Bill Huggins and I said, "There's a friend of mine. He's got some cards. I, you know, I didn't want to prejudge what it was, but it was a real test to see whether he would sure. accept it. And he did actually. Wow. And the guy guy was pleased. But what my friend didn't realize is that is whereas Heritage and Chris Ivey's been on talking about how they jump on a plane and go to mm-hmm. go to the place in Ohio where they had the Black Swamp uh, mm-hmm. find." But Bill Huggins isn't going to jump on a plane to go see the junk wax find. Right. No matter how big it is, you've got to take pictures, and then they'll, if they have somebody in the area, they'll check it out. Sure. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, a different uh, calibration. But there ought to be a place. When, when the hobby's going strong, it's because there's a lot of liquidity. And that right. liquidity cannot just be for the highest end item. It's got to trickle down. Absolutely. And it does through, through those excellent auction sponsors. And then last and certainly not least, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, the card companies with now in this era of single source mm-hmm. kind of licensing, I wanted to have coverage from them. Sure. And they still compete with each other, even right. though I think the intention was that they wouldn't be competing. Right. But what's going good from your perspective from those, from those uh, sponsors? I mean, they're the source of the breaks. Yeah. They're the source and of they're, the they're putting out amazing stuff. Right. And they're, even when they're not competing with each other, they kind of are. Um, Panini, how Tracy Hackler isn't like, in front of the camera every day, or no, he camera. is. I think he is. Is he? I, mean, I think he is pretty much every day. He's on every show. Yeah, and he's he's just you know he he doesn't get tired of it. Yeah, he, which is amazing because I know he's getting some of the same questions over. Yeah, so he he's great at what he does. Obviously. He has a real positive tone and a positive tone. It's uh, hard to hard to knock him. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, Car- Chris Carlin, the same thing can be said yeah. with him. Uh, he's he's really positive about, and they have a new guy there, Jeff. I forget Jeff's last name, but he's a former DJ from San Diego, uh, a sports radio host. Okay. So, and he, I know that he has a, a podcast that's not related to sports okay. cards, but it's sports. They they do Chris Chris and uh, Jeff do a great job. And then I'm interested to see what happens with Tops because I don't know if you know this or not, but Tops had a podcast and it ran for about 50 episodes, yeah. maybe. And um. Now that Susan has le- has left the company yeah. and they have new blood there, right. I'm interested to see what happens because uh, they definitely they got the baseball on on lot. They make beautiful baseball products. Uh, everybody knows that that's where you want to go for baseball cards. And uh, with brands like the UFC and the WWE, which are important in, to collectors as well, I'm man, well, they, they, they do a they good could, job. Could but I mean, isn't it better for me to tell people how great you are? Yeah, absolutely. And then wink, wink, you tell people how great I am. Right. But I mean, tops. 
uh, doesn't need to tout themselves. No, they don't. When they keep putting out good products, then you're going to say good things about them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say good things, and they'll be justified and warranted. It'll be genuine. Absolutely. So I think it's a little awkward doing your own podcast. If, if it comes across that way, yeah. to especially, it seems like, to the younger generations. I follow what you're saying. What, what I'm taking into consideration is the age demographic, so the, the 25 to, to yeah. 40. Uh, have, them, have them talk to their athletes, yeah. their sponsor athletes. And, uh, well, they love that. Yeah, have them do that, and I think it would be uh, great. Right. So more, yeah, it's, it's indirect kind yeah. of marketing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Tops, Eric's giving you another good <laughs> idea there. So, uh, uh, again, I hope you'll remain as a sponsor, <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, there's many ways to get the message out. Absolutely, it's not. There's no category exclusives, and people could uh, can uh, can jump around. There's there's different um, uh, approaches. And, I, and I, again, I, back in the day, there were 13 card companies, right? And they they were each trying to find their niche. So uh, the the three majorest ones. There's other card companies that do do uh, good stuff as well. But the three main ones that are the longest. Uh, and biggest, uh, Panini, who are, who are local and include a, some people that you and I see more regularly because we're in town here. Tops, uh, Sue's will be missed, but mm-hmm. there's a new, a new gal. Yeah. Ellen. I, I don't know her name. What's her name? Ellen. Ellen. Awesome. So I'm going to do something, uh, try to probably do a phone interview, but I've known Clay Lorraine yeah, for Clay. a couple decades, I think. Clay's a mainstay there. He's a mainstay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Tops is a mainstay. Yeah. I mean, Tops absolutely. is just, you know, that was the only thing that was there. My first card was it was top. So I obviously reached out. Another guy, just a little tidbit here. I'm looking forward to doing a tribute to Cyberger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He, you know, most of these people that I'm interviewing are either old enough to be my son or my grandson. <laughs> but Cyberger is probably was probably pretty close to my dad's age. Okay. You know, and yeah. so I knew him as he was the elder statesman when I was the young guy. Right. And was always generous uh, with his time and a real. Uh, Really nice human beings. So sure. Very uh, delightful. But so that'll be, again, it's not part of the top sponsorship mm-hmm. because I would do it anyway. Right. But it really reflects well on tops that they had a, a guy like that that right. was kind of their brand ambassador. Um, so if Tracy Hackler just plays his cards right for another 50 years, <laughs> he can be the, the uh, Cyberger of, uh, of me. Well, thanks, Eric. We're, we're out of time. Uh, we'll, uh, I look forward to doing additional episodes with you. We're, 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 we're friends and we're local. Uh, and you have uh, some perspectives that I think my listenership would enjoy, and I'm looking forward to being an occasional guest on your show as well. So, Thank you, sir. Thanks for uh, walking through our sponsors. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode.